0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination
1: of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he.
2: There are some lopsided scores in your fantasy leagues after Thursday, that's for sure. Welcome to the show on Friday morning, September 28th. Start or sit for the NFC home games, plus we're going to do the... Titans Eagles game that we didn't get to yesterday. And of course, talk about the bonanza last night. You heard me call it Rams 38, Minnesota 31. Hey, trivia question. Which offense is averaging more points per game right now? The Rams or the Chiefs? Rams. 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 Chiefs! Believe it or not. But boy, how about this stat? Currently, we have five offenses scoring more than 32 points per game. Last year, the Rams led the NFL with 29.9 points per game. Five offenses scoring more than 32 points per game. I will get their reaction after I tell you about the Google Assistant. All season long, CBS Sports is delivering the best fantasy football advice directly through the Google Assistant. You will be able to compare players and get insights into who to start, who to sit, who to add, who to drop. We're going to turn to the guys later in the show to see how this works with little Google Assistant demo, but I know it's only four games. I don't know, or three three games for most teams. I don't know what it looked like last year after three games, but are we just expecting, I'm not sure about record setting, but a huge year offensively around football? Yes.
0: I
1: think after three weeks, it's pretty common for certain, like Patrick Mahomes being on pace to break the touchdown record, Ryan Fitzpatrick being on pace to break the yard record. Those things probably are not that out of the ordinary. But as a league, I think we're going to see more passing and scoring
0: records broken. The, the defensive rules are, are allowing all these things to happen.
2: What rules? Like what other You th- can't, you can't hit guys. Yeah, you can't, you, you hit, can't the hit the quarterback, quarterback. for sure. Uh, you think the, the lowering the helmet thing too? Yeah, but it's the penalties are extending drives.
0: And you have to
1: be more careful, like, Guys going over the middle or a deep throw down the sideline, you can't go over. And it's probably a good thing, but it's a bad thing for defenses trying to stop
0: teams. You right. saw it last night with all the big crossing patterns that both teams are using, more of the Rams than the Vikings. I got a question. You have a $1,000 on SeatGeek right now. <laughs> Would you rather go week nine, watch Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, or week 11, watch Jared Goff versus Patrick Mahomes?
1: Oh, at, it's it's Goff and Mahomes. Goff and Mahomes is going to be in
0: Mexico. So you get, like, a little vacation out of it. It's
2: Rodgers-Brady. How many times have they faced off? You've got to see that, like, you could make a case they're the two best quarterbacks in the NFL history. I know not everybody would agree with that, but there's a case to be made. You've got to see that game. Jamie, it, are you going gonna- inter- to— It's an interesting one, though. Yeah, it
0: is. I think just from a uh, nostalgic standpoint, you want to see Rodgers-Brady, but from a fun standpoint, you want to just see these two offenses go head-to-head.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, it's not out of their own possibility that's a Super Bowl. Not going to happen, but— it it it'd be it'd be fun. <laughs> why why is it not going to happen? I don't think the Chiefs get there. Their defense is going to cause too many problems. The Rams are too balanced, though. They 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 are the best team in the NFL.
2: I can't dispute that anymore. Yeah, um, I think they're better than the Vikings. And they, the Vikings. And you own, gonna, that's
0: another lunch you're going to owe me, by the way.
2: What, what was the oh the who's who wins win? the division by a wider margin? Rams or Steelers? Yes. Um, yeah, 38-31. Hey, the Vikings held in, uh, hung in there. We'll recap the game, but I just want to let everybody know the Chiefs are actually averaging 4.3 more points per game than the Rams, which is crazy. They're averaging 39.3 points per game. Um, and think about this. Last year, these two teams played in Minnesota and the Rams scored seven points. And this, uh, this year they scored 38 and they could not be stopped. Jared Goff is the first Rams quarterback to throw for 400 yards. In two, in, it was like 207 games, I think. Uh, and he set an NFL record with a perfect passer rating, but he had the most pass attempts in a game for any quarterback with a perfect passer rating. He had 33 pass attempts. And, you know, hey, do Aaron know, Donald, two
0: sacks. Get off the schneid. Do you, do you know that the, uh, the last time two quarterbacks averaged a higher passer rating? Or the last time that, do you know when the last time two quarterbacks averaged the last high, a higher passer rating? I don't know if I'm saying that correctly.
2: You said it. Many different ways. I think we all know what you're trying to say. I do not know the. Oh, uh Nick Foles, Tom Brady. No. Uh, I have no idea. Though.
0: Anybody else? I wasn't listening. <laughs> the last time, two quarterbacks had a uh, a higher average passer rating than what Cousins and Goff combined for last night. I mean, that's a really no. tough
1: question. It's going to be bad quarterbacks, I assume.
0: Uh, one is. One's not. It was week one.
2: Fitzpatrick, Breeze? And Breeze. Yep. Mm. That's funny. Um... What are your major takeaways from this game?
0: Start all of the Rams receivers every week. Start the Vikings receivers every week too. No, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, this, this is what you like to see. I mean, there, there were two guys who didn't perform well that are started across the board. And it was Kyle Rudolph, who wasn't awful and Dalvin De- Cook, who just, you know, was dealing with the injury. Uh, he wasn't, uh, luckily,
2: him? he was not started across the board. Cook was only started in 35% of leagues. Cousins, Cousins was only started in 61% of leagues, and Goff in only 47% of leagues, except I think the leagues that I was playing against him in. He was definitely started.
0: He's a must-start guy, rest of the
2: way. Yeah, I mean, does Goff feel like Mahomes? I mean, top, top five quarterback rest of season. the
1: season. There's a difference in that I think there will be games. Where Goff throws the ball 28 times and is still extremely good, but only has two touchdown passes. Week one, we've yeah, we've seen that. I, already. I think I think we'll see that probably on a, a semi regular basis because his defense is so good.
3: And his run. We saw game. At week two too. His his
0: fantasy total was low.
3: Yeah, at Arizona. Last yeah, two weeks he's been huge game.
0: Patrick Mahomes-esque. But I think that the thing would be is that if the floor is 20, you'll take it. So. And- if the floor is 20? I I think, think, I think we've got a I, huh? I don't think the floor is right. 20. So, I mean, but that's, that's a But that's what we've seen thing. though. There's but, two right. games of 20 and 21. So if the floor is 20, that's I don't know if 20 floor.
3: fantasy points from my quarterback is
0: good enough anymore. But that's the floor. That's that the if worst the f- game he's I mean, have. I don't care. I still
3: don't th- I think I I'm, I'm going to consider other quarterbacks. How many guys with have
0: gotten, how, how many guys have gotten four straight games of at least 20 points? Uh, well, well, there's won one so far because there's only been two quarterbacks.
1: Three straight games I would assume Mahomes and Fitzpatrick. Yep.
2: Uh, Breeze. Yes, he barely got that against Cleveland. Uh, I, I'm Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Brady. Yeah. Brady did it at Jacksonville, but he didn't do it last week. Oh, yeah. you're right. <laughs> he was terrible last week. Um, there's a lot of
3: quarterbacks that have had like a, a low twenties and a mid twenties and then a dud.
0: Right. And there's so a lot of quarterbacks that, that if have. You're had, saying that the floor. There's 20. another.
3: There's also a couple quarterbacks that have had a couple of high games and one dud. And we just haven't seen that dud yet from golf. I'm not saying he's not a, a must. But that, that I'm saying if, but if, I want a floor that's higher than 20. If
0: the floor if is 20, that's the dud.
2: The floor, like a high, a floor of 20. If first of all, I guarantee you at some point in this year that Jared Goff is going to have a game of fewer than 20 fantasy points. Of course. <laughs> so the floor is definitely below 20. But if we expect 20 or more every week, that means he's, a, in my opinion, that means he's a top five quarterback. So let me ask you: Would you rather have Jared Goff or Tom Brady rest of season?
0: Oof, man. <laughs> so,
3: are we being too reactionary by saying Goff? No, I don't I want to so. see Brady next week
1: before I bury him. But I it's mean, not burying. I though. mean, I, I buried him for this week. But I, I like if I had to make a decision this second, I would take golf.
0: Yes, I, I just think that there's more weapons that Goff has, even with what Brady's about to get back, mm-hmm. and it's a different style of offense. So They're amazing. It, it, it's not, it's not burying Brady. It's not saying Brady's done. But if you have Brady and, and Goff on your
2: team right now, you try and trade Brady, I guess. <laughs> what are you going to get? Uh, oh, dude, I almost dropped Kirk Cousins this week because nobody wanted him and I needed a replacement. I think I put in a claim to drop him, but it didn't go through. Uh, cause I have Breeze and Cousins. Like, you cannot trade quarterbacks. Maybe in 14 team or 16 team leagues, but it's well, our, our, annoying. Our
0: buddy, the average Joe. You saw what he's dealing with on Twitter, if you saw the tweets. Oh, Darst. Um, yeah. Right, he what has, he has He has what? Mahomes, Goff, and who's the third Roethlisberger, one? Roethlisberger, I think. And Roethlisberger. And the best offer he got in return, trying to trade any of them, I don't know which one he offered, was three Cohen.
2: Yeah. And I, I I buy that. Like, people just are not paying up for quarterback. All right, uh, but, let's wrap it
3: up. Adam, I do know people who are in other leagues with other average Joes, and they're getting a lot for – their quarterback i saw somebody got david johnson for philip rivers in one of their leagues. do you think i could
2: you? trade kirk cousins to someone in one of those leagues that and get one of your
1: leagues no
3: in no no no. one of,
2: in like from in my league of to another league. leagues no from my league to one of the other leagues that i'm not in and get someone good
3: back. oh a cross league yeah trade? you think i could pull
2: that? uh yeah. dalvin cook how do you feel about him? Uh, I, I'm sorry to anyone. I, I'm sorry to the people that I told to start da- Dalvin Cook. There weren't that many, but I did definitely avoid Cooper Cup this week, and that was a huge mistake. So my bad for crap advice. Uh, he was, Cup was started in 69% of leagues, Woods in 77% of leagues. Dalvin Cook, uh, is he still a buy-low candidate? Are you still optimistic about him going forward? His next two games are not that easy at Philadelphia. And Arizona's interesting. They actually allow the most fantasy points to running backs, but not – so bad, not a lot of yards per carry. Yeah, yes, yeah. he's a kid
1: There was only one thing that bothered me about this game, and that's the way they used him on the snaps that they gave him. He didn't get a target, and they weren't using him on third downs very often. He, he's gonna as bad as that offensive line is. He's got to be involved in the passing game.
3: Why? Why did they play him for eighteen snaps? Why did they use him? He didn't even play the fourth quarter. He barely played the third quarter. It it kind of mystifies me that they wouldn't put him on the field more and try and use him more. And like Heath said, use him more as a pass catcher out of the backfield. It just felt really, really stupid. But it also might tell you just kind of what the coaching staff is thinking the, the center of this team is now. And that is Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to Thielen and Diggs and maybe Cook is more of a complimentary piece than a workhorse.
0: Mm.
1: I think he gets he gets ten days off. He'll be fine for next week.
2: I hope so. Absolutely by low. All right. Cook Cook or or Mixon going forward?
0: Mixon. I'll take Cook for sure. It's just so hard with Mixon's injury. He's running around. He's
3: gonna take this week off. Hopefully they ease him back in, and in the long run, Mixon will be fine. I know it's weird. It's weird to go with a running back who had midseason surgery. The
1: thing the thing that'll be interesting with Mixon Cause they, they shocked me with their usage in the first two weeks. And if that's what they go back to right away, then it probably is Mixon. You just wonder with him having this procedure in season and coming back from it in two or three weeks, does it go back to being more of a timeshare when he comes back?
3: I I think when he does come back, you would, you would assume that it would be that way. This is Marvin Lewis we're talking about. But He's always been 60, very cautious. 40,
0: I don't think it's going to be. No, it,
1: no, 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 no. No, 60-40 though would, yeah. would be a, 20 percent drop
0: from where he was the first two weeks uh, yeah i think maybe the first week or two but they're going to try and get back to that i mean Mixon's their bell cow right. i
3: think it comes down to how well geo plays this week and when he's splitting with Mixon. but
0: i don't think that matters with geo because they know what he's been capable of doing he's had these opportunities in the past and they go away from him every time the next guy comes back up so okay. um i had them back to back going into the season cook and Mixon. so i'll still stick with cook but um if Mixon's right i'd rather have
2: Mixon. all right but they- We've talked about Joe Mixon enough. Uh, let's go to the news and notes, and Joe Mixon is in this segment. Jay Ajayi has a uh, – it's really no big deal, guys. He just has a fractured back. He'll play through it. NBD. Uh Are you confident in Jay Ajayi this season, or is this just big red flag? I, I own a lot of Jay Ajayi, and I am not happy that he's going to be playing through a fractured back.
0: Go get Corey Clement now. If go you get you Wendell Jai. Smallwood now because you're not going to be able to get Clement let you trade. Well, 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 that's the point.
3: You go and you trade for Corey Clement. And if you can't get him, then go and pick up Smallwood off waivers. Maybe you could trade one of your quarterbacks for Corey
1: Clement.
2: Oh, yeah. Actually, that's not a terrible idea. Clement, um, Wendell Smallwood's only 9% owned. Um, but Ajayi's going to start this week. Are you guys going to start him? Well, we will preview this game, but real quick.
1: I am not going to start him. I might start him as a flex.
2: Aaron Rodgers knee is apparently getting better. That's nice. Jimmy Graham, Randall Cobb, Kevin King were all limited in practice. I don't know that they need Kevin King in this game, but he does make their defense a lot better.
3: They need Kevin King.
2: Doug Baldwin says he's ready to go, but he has not been cleared yet. How do you feel about starting Doug Baldwin?
0: Immediately, I'd be a little hesitant. Yeah, deeper league. It's not a, it's not a bad dart throw if he's out there.
2: Some defensive injuries, mentioned these yesterday, but uh, some updates. Colts uh, had a good practice day. Clayton Gathers practiced in full, and Malik Hooker, I think, was limited in practice. Those are their two starting safeties. Um, so maybe they're getting a little healthier. And offensive tackle Anthony Costanzo returned to practice. He was limited. We don't know if he'll play, but that would help against Houston.
3: They're doubting his availability, All which right. means they're going with a backup left tackle and a third-string right tackle against the Texans.
2: Wonderful. Uh, were the Bears very beat up in the secondary? Two cornerbacks, uh, Mukamara and Cooper, mispractice. And the Bucks will be starting three rookies in their secondary. Uh, Alfred Morris, guys, has a knee issue. Matt Breida practiced in full. We previewed this game yesterday. Uh, updated thoughts on the Niners running backs?
1: I don't want to start at all. Yeah.
3: I almost hope he doesn't play. Give all that work to Breida.
2: Alshon Jeffrey mispractice with an illness. And again, we will preview this game in a bit. Devontae Freeman practice. Any chance Devontae Freeman plays this week?
0: I don't think he really practiced. Okay. I think he just stretched.
2: Uh, Jake Butt tore his ACL. That sucks. Uh, sorry to hear it. It's his third ACL tear now. Right? I feel bad third. for Heath.
3: Now he's not gonna be able to make any Jake Butt jokes. Butt hurt. Well, no, he's not dead. <laughs> Butt hurt. <laughs> he isn't fancy this year.
2: Keenan Allen mispractice again. Are we concerned about Keenan Allen playing? Not yet. And uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but this was kind of funny. Cleveland Offensive Coordinator Todd Haley confirmed that the Browns did steal the Philly special play from the Eagles. And that was after Hugh Jackson denied stealing it. He was like, no, we didn't steal it. We have that in our bag of tricks. And then Todd Haley said, I have no shame. We stole it. <laughs> <laughs> so think, come on, you can't even can't even get that straight. Give me a break. Do you expect the following players: Leonard Fournette against the Jets? Yes. Yep. Darren Sproles at Tennessee. No. John Brown at Pittsburgh on Sunday night.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Marlon Mack against Houston.
3: I think so. I think we're getting to that point. Let's see what the injury report says on Friday.
2: Juju Smith-Schuster against Baltimore. Yes. And Josh Gordon against Miami. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, some people aren't able to tune into the entire show. So for you listeners that can't get past like 50 minutes, I'm going to do the Start-O-Meter for our last two games, uh, that we'll be previewing later on in the show, just in case you don't hear about these very important people. Uh, so it's startometer zero through 10. Zero, no way am I starting this guy. Ten, must start, not even thinking about it. Uh, zero through 10, Start-O-Meter on David Johnson. Seven. Seven. Yep. Seven for David Johnson against Seattle. Same game, Chris Carson.
3: Seven and a half. Nine. Uh, Seven.
2: So do we all like Carson better than David Johnson?
3: You know, I think I have Johnson ranked higher. (laughs) I just feel a little bit better about maybe I shouldn't have it that
0: way. Maybe I'm learning right now to put Carson ahead of David Johnson. I like him about the same. They're very close for me. They're both number two running backs. I'll, b- I'll buy into Johnson's upside more so than Carson.
2: I do find Carson to be very interesting. Um The Cardinals have seen the most – Cardinals defense has seen the most carries in the NFL um, by a wide margin. So it's not that their run defense is so bad, but people are just running all over them probably because they're ahead. And Carson got more than 30 carries last weekend. How about this for Carson? He is averaging 3.9 yards per carry. Not so good, but he has faced three teams – that are among the seven best in yards per carry allowed to running backs. So he's had a very tough schedule and he's done okay with it.
1: Aren't the Cardinals amongst the seven best in yards per carry?
2: No, they're like 15th or something. Wow. Yeah. And they give up like 3.95 yards per carry to running backs. So, you know, that, if they, if they do that all year, they'll be better than 15th, but, uh, it's small sample size. Um, alright. So Johnson and Carson are about even. They're both good starts. How about Jamal Williams against Buffalo?
1: Zero.
3: Uh, four. Four, and I'm, I, I feel like he could score this week. I'm not really reflecting in my rankings. I don't feel good about starting him, but something tells me that he could end up finding the end. I zone.
0: agree. I, I don't buy into what Buffalo did last week as the sign of what their defense is.
3: Aaron Jones. I think, I think it means that they're aggressive. I just don't know if it means that they're going to be able to shut down Aaron Rodgers.
2: Uh, Aaron Jones, guys. Um. Four. Two, out of ten. Two.
3: Three.
2: So who do you like better? Jones or Williams?
3: It's Williams.
0: Jones. Jones.
2: Okay. Are are you starting either of them? Or no. trying to avoid?
0: Um I'm forced to in a couple leagues just because of uh injuries and bye weeks, but um they're they're best suited as flex options.
2: Jay Ajayi or a Packers running back? Uh
0: Ajayi. Ajayi. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And finally LaShawn McCoy at Green Bay, zero to ten.
3: Six. Four. Four.
2: So he's the best running back to start in that game?
1: I think so. I think so.
2: Eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that game. Uh should be a blowout, but you know, you look at what the Bills have done, there there's some evidence that their defense isn't that bad.
3: No, not at all. And no, Sean but- McDermott took over the play calling last week and
1: you and saw what happened. If you throw out the Peterman game And just look at their other two games; they don't look like they're quite as awful.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, Well, we got to do some beat the waiver wire. We got to preview the games, but you know, we also have to do one thing real quick here. We gotta regulate because I want to know how political you guys are. I don't mean in a national politics sense, but you know how a politician will say anything to get his votes. I want to know. If you are willing to tell a listener how dumb he is, uh, check this out. This is from Jordan. I recently made a trade in a 10-team half PPR league. I traded Adrian Peterson and Deion Lewis for Ezekiel Elliott because the other owner really wanted Peterson. I thought it was a pretty good trade on my end, getting Zeke for Peterson and Deion Lewis, given that AP was a sell-high candidate and I wanted Elliott. However, every one of my leagues started crapping on the trade, and the person that received Peterson and Lewis from me claimed stupidity slash ignorance, not realizing they accepted the trade. However, again, this individual had to select a player to drop because they were expecting expecting two players or accepting two players in return for one. I have also made trades with this player in the past, therefore he knew what he was doing. And when everyone started trashing the trade, it ruined how the person felt about receiving the two players. We have a veto in place, which I think is dumb, but the trade still went through. In the end, the league uh, deemed it only fair that I have to trade back Zeke to the other individual for being lopsided. I refuse to do it. The commissioner said they would remove Zeke from my team, and I would get no players back in return if I did not return the player for Dion Lewis and Adrian Peterson. So basically, the commissioner is forcing him to reverse this trade. In the end, I submitted a trade offer back for my players, and I'm waiting for the acceptance. Is this at all fair? Because now I have to drop a player that I like as uh, as well since my team is full. This league is going down the crapper now, in my opinion. So we can agree this guy got screwed, right? Big time. Yeah. Now here's the tricky part. Oh, Oh, there's more. The commissioner listens to your podcast. Can you please tell him, if this gets read in the regulator segment, that, Chad, you are a big, stupid, idiot, moron commissioner, and you were wrong? Are you willing to say that to a listener?
1: Um, Chad, you are a big, stupid, idiot, moron commissioner and you were wrong.
2: Yeah, Chad, come on. Like, I like you, Chad. I think you're a great guy and very smart, but this is a really terrible decision. But yeah,
1: I don't mind telling people that I like that they're bad commissioners. I tell Adam, well, no, I don't like Adam.
2: Um, <laughs> well, at least he looked back to see my reaction. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Chad, you're an idiot moron. You win uh...
1: um,
2: yeah,
3: so <laughs> am I willing to call him an idiot moron? Yes, do I think it was dumb that uh, you reverse the trade and force poor Jordan to give back Zeke? Yes, do I think Jordan should bail on the league? No, effective 2019 and never ever be friends with anybody in the league <laughs> ever again and move to a different town and start a new life? yeah, I think I think that's very reasonable Change his name change his name, identity, change his Mm -hmm. identity. If he has a pet, he's got to like dye his pet's hair so that no one knows it's his pet. It's I hate this. I hate that it happens. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Everybody that plays fantasy, you're playing with friends, you're playing with coworkers. If you're playing with strangers, that's kind of weird unless it's on a website. And then the website will handle these things for you because they're the commissioner. Be, everybody can think for themselves. Everybody knows what they're getting into with fantasy
2: football. And if
3: someone thinks a trade is fair, if two people think a trade between them is fair, then no one should stop them. No one should help somebody because they got the rotten end of a deal. Just deal with it. Also, everybody is, we're all adults here, unless you're in high school, and then we're all high schoolers here. And so bottom line is that everybody (laughs) should be responsible for their own decisions. We don't need mommy and daddy commissioner making sure that our trades are fair and even and just. All right, chill out of here with that crap.
2: Terrible decision, but we love you and thank you for listening. And that has been the fantasy regulators. We'll do starter sit in just a minute. Let's beat the waiver wire, guys. I looked ahead at next week, week five, uh, and some quarterbacks you might want to pick up. Alex Smith may have been dropped. He's eighty percent owned. He is at New Orleans next week. That's a good one. Marcus Mariota is at Buffalo. Blake Bortles is at Kansas City. Ryan Tannehill is at Cincinnati. Derek Carr is at the Chargers. Alex Smith, Mariota, Bortles, Tannehill, Derek Carr. Do you see anything there that you think uh, is worth a stash right now to beat the waiver wire?
3: I think Bortles or Tannehill are are potential stashes, and you get them now just to see what they look like this week. I would probably put Tannehill ahead of Bortles.
2: Can I just say, Derek Carr, like it's been this year of offensive production Renaissance. Derek Carr is averaging 312 passing yards per game. And I don't really believe in Gruden, but Carr is just very unlucky with touchdowns. He's about 55% owned. I think he has two touchdowns this year, despite 936 yards passing, I believe.
3: Want to know what his fantasy floor has been this year? The lowest point total he's given you? Yeah. Six. Want to know the highest? 14. 17.
2: I know, but... I. I is there any chance we're seeing like a real by-low candidate that's actually having a very good year and has just been very unlucky in Derek Carr?
3: It's possible, but they, they're running a quick throw offense that is beating defenses until they get in the red zone. And then there's turnovers or there's turnovers before then, like last week when he threw that bomb that was picked off. i I'm nervous yeah. about calling Derek Carr yeah. a a guy that you want to stash in hopes of eventually starting.
2: I don't, I think he could be okay next week. I don't, I mean, the th- other thing about Carr is that he's faced the Rams, Broncos, and Dolphins, two of them on the road. He'll be at the Chargers next week. All right. Anyway, uh, anyone else that you want to beat the waiver wire with?
0: I mean, if you want to stash him for two weeks, Jameis.
2: Yep. Cause like he's probably going to be a starter anyway. in week five.
3: And how can we not say Baker Mayfield?
2: Okay. Uh, Austin I've Hooper got, I've got is a at Pittsburgh. Win. Um, Okay, I'll just give the tight end matchups real quick. Austin Hooper, Austin Safarian-Jenkins, Ricky Seals-Jones, and Ian Thomas have good tight end matchups next week. Hooper, Safarian-Jenkins, Seals-Jones, and Ian Thomas. I'm sorry that list sucks so much, but maybe Hooper's okay. Who you got, Yeah, Hooper is. Taylor Gabriel.
1: Anthony Miller's injured and out for a while now. Gabriel has 22 targets in the first three weeks with Miller as a part of the offense. We have seen... The Bears opponent, Tampa Bay, struggle with slot wide receivers. I think Gabriel could be a, a bigger part of this
3: offense. I think he's a terrific GPP cheapo to take your chance on in one of these million dollar tournaments.
2: Uh, and a wide receiver who's going to have a good matchup next week is Christian Kirk. We have to see if he does anything, but he had a good game last week and yep. maybe. Maybe Josh Rosen likes him. He'll be at San Francisco next week. Christian Kirk. The DSTs to stash. Carolina against the Giants. Tennessee is at Buffalo. Arizona at San Francisco. San Francisco against Arizona. And Houston still available in about 25% of leagues. They face Dallas. I believe that is a Sunday night game. Uh, so Carolina, Tennessee, Arizona, San Francisco, and Houston. Um, I don't know. Maybe Arizona would be my favorite there. Ah, probably Houston. I don't know. There are some options for you. Let's get to the games. Cincinnati is at Atlanta. Stat of the game, number one. As we let, Let's use two stats of the game to compare Calvin Ridley versus Tyler Boyd because we know we're starting Julio. We know we're starting A.J. Green. Stat of the game, number one. There have been five wide receivers with six to ten targets against the Falcons in their last two games. Six to ten targets. All five of them had either 77 or more yards or a touchdown. So that's a good thing for Tyler Boyd. If he gets six to ten targets, he should have a good game based on the last two weeks. Stat of the game, number two. Let's look at Calvin Ridley's matchup. The Bengals have given up points to number one receivers, but no number two wide receiver has had more than five fantasy points in non-PPR against the Bengals. They have faced not, not the best receivers, Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Carolina. Who do you like better, Tyler Boyd or Calvin Ridley?
3: I like Ridley's upside. I think it's very close in PPR, but I like Ridley's upside, so I'll take him.
1: I'll take Boyd just because I'm going to be watching Ridley very closely this week, but last week could either be the start of a new trend or an aberration in terms of the way the targets were distributed, and Boyd has more consistently gotten targets this year.
2: This is a cool game because I can ask you like player comparisons, and they're I probably somewhat difficult, except I know we're all going to start Matt Ryan over Randy Dalton, but Gio Bernard or Tevin Coleman?
3: Geo, Yep. Geo.
2: Uh did Boyd or Ridley. AJ Green or Julio Jones? Just for fun.
3: Julio. Julio. AJ Green.
2: How about Austin Hooper or Tyler Eifert?
1: Eiffert. Hooper. Eiffert.
2: All right, let's let's talk about the tight ends, then we'll go back to the running backs. Um, are these top twelve guys, Eifert and Hooper?
1: I think they are.
0: No, not Hooper.
1: You know, I was really encouraged, Eifert. early, first week of the season, he got three targets last week, four, eight, and week three. And he is, um, he's starting to look like maybe he's working his way back into it being a big part of the offense. Yeah.
3: I love his matchup and I love that he got a lot of work last week, but I, I think Hooper can dominate the coverage that he's gotten. I think he's got a better chance to score.
2: Eifert, 68% owned and, um, So would you start Hooper or Eifert over, say, George Kittle?
0: Yes. Yes, yes. Eifert, yes, it's close with Hooper.
2: Okay. But like OJ Howard you take over them? Yep, I would. And Ebron. I'd
1: start
0: I'd start Eifert over Howard.
2: Okay, okay. But Ebron ahead of all of them. Yep. And now the running backs, do we love Gio and Tevin Coleman this week? Are they gonna get their standard double digit fantasy points at non PPR every time the starter's out?
3: Start them both over David Johnson. Both top 12 fantasy running backs. Start them over Marshawn Lynch, Lamar Miller, Alex Collins.
2: Alrighty. righty. Um, all right, let me just throw this out there for Matt Ryan. I know you guys are very high on him, and you should be. He's having an awesome year. But uh, he has one one big game without the rushing touchdowns, and it was against New Orleans, who gives up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, Like only one game with more than 20 fantasy points strictly as a passer. And so far the Bengals have been very good against quarterbacks. 22 points on 53 pass attempts for Luck. 21 fantasy points on 55 attempts for Flacco. And then Cam Newton scored 33 fantasy points, but he only had 150 yards passing. He had two rushing touchdowns. So uh, are we sure Matt Ryan's going to have a big game? Yes. Explain.
0: Michael Johnson still hurt, right?
2: Idk.
3: So that's part of the their pass Rushes, Bengals pass yeah. rush. Now I think their interior pass rush can be there, but I, Ryan's been able to work around that, and it's going to be impossible. It's it's going to be so hard to stop this passing game now that Ridley's doing great things on the other side. The Bengals are going to take notice of it. I think what's going to end up happening is the Bengals just try and do that bend but don't break thing that they do, where they're just going to let the Falcons roll. Close to the red zone or into the red zone and then Tighten up their defense and try And shut them out of the end zone it's not going to work I think Matt Ryan's going to have another very good Day he's got a ton of upside And I think this is going to be a very high scoring game I like the fact that it's the second Week in a row that the Falcons are at home Might be the third week in a row actually That they're at home it's the third week in a row They're at home Bengals on the road Second week in a row I I just think things are lining up for a high scoring game And you want to start Matt Ryan in those Types of games
2: cool and uh you guys have Andy Dalton so he's, he's interesting eighth for Jamie ninth for Dave sixth for Heath uh is it just is it just the matchup because he hasn't really put up big fantasy numbers except well he did against Baltimore
3: he did against Baltimore and he had a lot of help because the ravens couldn't tackle in that game AJ Green had the three touchdowns I, again this is this is going to be a track meet falcons defense is going to be without their starting two safeties their replacements are bad uh Linebacker Deion Jones isn't going to play. Tag McKinley looks like he's going to play, so that pass rush will be a little bit better. But I, I think Dalton's going to put the ball up a lot, and just like Matt Ryan with Calvin Ridley breaking out, Andy Dalton's got Tyler Boyd breaking out. And, and Tyler Eifert got a lot of usage last week, too. And he I just didn't catch a touchdown. That went to Uzama.
1: I don't think you can underestimate this should be a pass-heavy game for him. 42 and 46 pass attempts the last two games, and Atlanta has been awful for the last four years against pass-catching running backs. So of course, we know is really good at that. So I would expect maybe a few few fewer rush attempts for Geo, and they use that passing game to the running back to kind of work as a running game.
2: All right, let's go to our next game. Detroit at Dallas. Stat of the game. All right, Jamie, so I know you're pretty high on Kerryon Johnson, and you love – playing against the Cowboys without Sean Lee. The Cowboys allow 3.2 yards per carry to a r- opposing running backs, including 3.2 yards per carry to Chris Carson last week when Lee got hurt. He played, I think, a little less than half the game. They feel better about their run defense this year with Leighton Van Der Esch um, without Sean Lee. Do you s- still think – so my stat of the game is that they've been very good against running backs. Um, Do you still think Carryon Johnson's in for a big game?
0: Yes. I think uh, pace of play is important here. I don't think that either team is going to get away from each other. Uh, most likely Dallas not getting away from the Lions in terms of the score. So I think that the Lions can actually run the ball this week. And I think we saw last week that their best running back is is clearly on Johnson. It would be stupid to go away from him. He led them in snaps with 33. Blunt had
3: 28. Theo Riddick had 21. Inside the 10, Blunt actually had one more snap than on had and carries, LeGarrette had one more carry inside the 10 than Carrion had. They both had the same amount of carries in the game. And when it was the fourth quarter, and maybe this is something that will help you believe in Carrion a little bit, fourth quarter snaps, Carrion had seven, uh, four carries. And LeGarrette only had four snaps, but he also had four carries. So he's playing a little bit more in that clock-killing role. That's something that could happen in this game. Even if it's a close game, Detroit could get conservative to try and just hang on for the win. I'm still concerned that Carrion hasn't wrestled away a heavy workload. And until I see it, sure, he's in that number, low-end, number-two running back, high-end flex It's range.
0: also the slow build to trusting the guy. And so that's what you're starting to see is week one, it was a little bit. Week two, a little bit more. And then week three, it was, okay, now we can give him the opportunity and he takes advantage of it. So yeah, week I just, four, I think that carries over to this week, too.
1: Man, I I hope Jamie's right. I want Carrion Johnson to be good um, I don't have it ranked like that because I don't see a difference between week two and week three. It was twice as many carries for carry on, but it was the same exact number in relation to LeGarrette Blunt. It was a fifty-fifty split in terms of rush attempts week two and week three. I I hope I think at some point it has to happen. I don't have any reason to believe it's going to be this week. My biggest problem with this game is I don't think Detroit has a good run defense. Zeke is one of the best running backs in the NFL. I expect Dallas is going to. Now, they've said some things this week that maybe make this not true, but I, I expect they are going to play slow, run the ball. There aren't as many offensive plays. There's no chance Detroit runs the ball 32 times. Uh,
2: all right. So, the, you know, the thing is about Kerryon Johnson is that he he might be a player with the some of the biggest uh, rankings differences this week. Like, he's outside the top 24 for David Heath, and he's 12th for Jamie in non And I think that's, that's an
1: accurate representation of the span of his possible outcomes. I don't I don't think that it's unreasonable to think Carrion Johnson could be a top fifteen running back and I don't think it's unreasonable to think he could be outside the top thirty.
2: Fifty seven hundred bucks on FanDuel seems like a pretty pretty good play. It's amazing. Yeah, that's really cheap. Holy cow. Like I'm looking at running backs in that range, um, Rashad Penny, of the Mac, uh Deion Lewis. So yeah, I think Carrion Johnson could be a popular uh, fan to play. A lot of upside there. Um. All right. Any? Okay. Dallas is the easiest thing. Dallas is just Zeke, right? Just Zeke. And he could have a huge game. Tell me about the uh, passing game for Detroit. Do you expect a big game here?
3: No. No. I think it'll be okay. You still start going, eh? And yep. I think Tate and PPR for sure. Tate and non-PPR Maybe. Um Marvin Jones is the one that you might be a little bit more worried about this week compared to last week because the coverage in Dallas is better.
2: Right. Three and quarterbacks his so far.
3: Total is terrible. Yeah, he's a, he's been very touchdown dependent.
2: Yeah, he's not a great PPR guy for sure, Marvin Jones. Three quarterbacks so far against Dallas, Cam Newton, seventeen fantasy points with fifty eight yards and a touchdown rushing. Eli Manning fifteen fantasy points, Russell Wilson nineteen fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown games. That's pretty bad. Really bad. Um, so Stafford obviously going to start Dalton over Stafford. You're going to start Fitzpatrick over Stafford.
1: I would start almost everyone over Stafford. Agree.
2: All right, like Eli Manning, Heath.
1: One hundred percent easy.
2: Okay. I've got Stafford ahead of Eli. Baker Mayfield or Stafford? Stafford, Stafford. All right, and Galladay is the best in, P- in non PPR and Tate in PPR. I take Galladay
0: both. I would yeah. I've got Galladay one spot ahead of Golden in PPR. Galladay's the only guy I have ranked as a starter in either format.
2: Galladay or Carrion Johnson flex?
0: Galladay. (laughs) I'll take, I'll take Carrion and
2: non-PPR.
1: I'm gonna say Galladay and also we mentioned Carrion's price on FanDuel. Galladay's only $100 more.
2: Oh, okay. Galladay or, uh, LaShawn McCoy? Galladay. Galladay. And these DSTs are not bad. Detroit's DST is top 12 for everybody. Bad on the road at San Francisco, but they did have six sacks in that game. Dallas, uh, a little vulnerable to sacks so far. And the Dallas DST, and Detroit's DST is barely owned. Uh, Dallas DST, 14th for Jamie, 10th for Heath, 23rd for Dave, so he's not feeling them. Let's go to New Orleans at the Giants. Stat of the game. Heath once said, only two weeks ago, I believe, that the Giants are the worst team in New York.
1: No, incorrect. That is factually incorrect. I made a joke about you being happy that the Jets lost so the Giants are no longer the worst team in New York. By them being no longer the worst team in New York, I would
2: Oh, they
1: are not the worst team in New York.
2: But what was really stood out about that, Heath, is that you forgot that Buffalo is actually in New York and you owe our listeners from Buffalo and Bills fans everywhere an apology.
0: Do you really think that the Giants could do what the Bills did to the Vikings last week? I think it's still up in the air. Adam, by definition, the Giants and the Jets do not play in New York.
2: But they are a New York team. They have New York in their name.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was referring to—the two teams that have New York in their name.
2: Oh, okay, gotcha. Saturday number two, the Saints allow the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Thir- this is amazing. They allow, on average, thirteen more fantasy points than the second worst team against wide receivers, and that would be the Chargers. So this is a this is a game where the Saints are easy. Breeze start, Camara start, Michael Thomas start. Um, let's talk about, let's say, Ted Ginn and Sterling Shepard. And I know Shepard's ahead of, of Ginn, but how much do you like these uh, secondary receivers? Because we're starting Beckham and we're starting Barclay. I think it's probably – well, there's some there's some interesting ones here, including the tight ends. But let's start with those uh, secondary receivers and Sterling Shepard and his ability to take advantage of uh, the best matchup in fantasy right now.
3: It's, love,
0: love, love Sterling Shepard. You have to. It's
3: nine touchdowns to wide receivers allowed by New Orleans this year. How many of them went to non-number-one wide receivers? Five. Seven. Well, you know that there were three last week, unless you consider Calvin Ridley the new number-one receiver in Atlanta.
2: And Sanu caught one, right?
3: Right. Is this a question that you have an answer to? I'm looking it up right now.
2: <laughs> uh, Deshaun Jackson caught two, I think. Chris Godwin had one. Ridley had three. Sanu had one.
3: Antonio Callaway, Callaway had, had one. one in week two. The answer is eight. Oh! Eight of nine. To non number one wide receivers, which makes sense because Marshawn Lattimore is their best corner. Their other corners are terrible and or on injured reserve. And Sterling Shepard should have, should have an amazing game. There is no getting around sitting him. He is at least the number two fantasy wide receiver. He is, I think he's the one of two free spaces in daily this week. And,
2: I'm so afraid that the yeah, Giants are going to you know, let everyone down. Wh-
3: what are you afraid of? Are that you the afraid That the Giants are
2: going to let everyone down. They're the Giants. They're not that good.
3: Yeah, but this matchup is too good to ignore. It's just – So
1: do you like, him, do you like him better than Galladay? I do. I do. See, I, I think I still like Galladay. They're right in the same range for me. The reason I asked was the FanDuel thing because Galladay is $400 less, I think, than Shepard is. He is. And I, I'd rather play Galladay than Shepard.
0: How about just playing
1: both? You could do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beckham, you think Beckham finally scored? That's the other thing I'm concerned about. Beckham's gone three games without a touchdown. And you know how you said last week, Dave, that Robert Woods was due and he scored two touchdowns? Like, I feel like Beckham gets in the end zone in this game.
3: That's fine. You're starting Odell anyway. And there's a very interesting giant stack that you could do in daily with Eli, Odell, and Shepard. And I think it'll pay off. Oh, by the way, Evan Ingram's not playing. Should we mention that?
2: We did. Well, no, but, um, alright. So any interest in Ted Ginn? No. Okay. No, nope. Eli Apple probably he's, he's not number. Played. He's a number four receiver. And Cameron Meredith would be like a number five receiver then? Six. Okay. Yeah. Uh How about Saquon Barkley? Are you avoiding him in DFS because the Saints' run defense has been very good this year?
1: He'll be good in the passing game.
2: Uh, he's probably really expensive, though. I mean, is he worth the price? I think he's 8100 He's not an ideal DFS guy.
1: I'm going to use him quite a bit in tournaments because I think people will stay away from him.
2: Okay. Uh Red Ellison or Ben Watson?
0: I like Ben Watson a lot. Watson. Watson.
2: Yeah, Watson or uh, Austin Hooper?
0: Watson.
3: Hooper.
2: Okay. And then finally, Red Ellison just wants as he's 10% owned. He's not the worst start because in three games without Evan Ingram, including when Ingram got hurt in week uh, 15 last year, week 16 last year, he has had – uh, 4 for 60, 5 for 63, and I think 3 for 39 and a touchdown. Uh we got Philadelphia and Tennessee. We got Tampa Bay in and Chicago. Let's go to Tampa Bay at Chicago right now and talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I want to talk about the Google Assistant, okay? I hope you all have been using the Google Assistant. It is a really, really helpful app. I know I'm going to use it this week probably to help myself out a little bit with the uh, Packers running backs, right? Because I don't know who I got. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones on the same team. I can't decide who I want. I might just turn it over to the Google Assistant. What I'll do is I'll get my phone out. I'll get the app out, app out and I will say, hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports, I will ask Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones. I will get my answer. Make sure you download the Google Assistant on the App Store or the Play Store. Today's debate is not about Packers running backs. It's about Andrew Luck versus Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm going to give you guys each 20 seconds. Tell me who you like, Andrew Luck or Ryan Fitzpatrick this week.
3: I like Fitzpatrick better. I love the point totals he's been getting. And the Bears defense, pass rush is outstanding, one of the best in the league. They've given up 10 pass plays of 20-plus yards through three weeks, including four last week to Arizona. Half of them have resulted in touchdowns. Fitzpatrick just needs a little bit of time to chuck it downfield. He's done it a ton so far this season. I think he's got the much higher ceiling than
0: Andrew Luck. Jamie? I'm just afraid that this is the fall-on-your-face game for Fitzpatrick, and Luck seems to have the I-have-something-to-prove attitude with what he's been saying. Uh, I don't think this Texans defense is, is very good. And I think you'll see Luck at home come out and uh with even with Marlon Mack coming back, no run game and a uh, a, a defense that's going to give up points in this game. So I also worry about that if Fitzpatrick has the first half that he had last week, if he gets yanked because Jameis is now on the active roster.
2: And Heath break the tie.
1: I will go with Andrew Luck. I have not projected for the most pass attempts this week. I do think they go downfield the a little bit more. Andrew Luck seems perturbed by all the talk about his shoulder. I think he's going to prove to us that it's okay.
2: All right, let's see what the Google Assistant has to say. So, again, I will, I've got the, Google, the uh, Google Assistant app on my phone, and I will say, here it is. Hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports. Hi, this is CBS Sports, and we are using our fantasy football computer projections and expert rankings to answer your start, sit, or add, drop questions. Ask a question like, should I add Austin Eckler or should I drop Philip Rivers? You can also ask us to choose between two players. Should I start Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck is projected for more fantasy points than Ryan Fitzpatrick. What else would you like to know? Oh, Dave, you're on uh, Fitzpatrick Island. Interesting. This it's fine. Of... It's a
3: hairy place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number one quarterback in fantasy going into week four and – uh we're a little hesitant on him. So let's go to Tampa Bay at Chicago. That was the Google Assistant. It's really, really fun. It's really cool. I mean, it could be a fun way to settle a bet at a bar or something like that. But definitely you want some uh, some fantasy advice, check out the Google Assistant and use it and, and take advantage of a really cool feature. And, of course, you download the app on either the App Store or the Play Store, and you say, Hey, Google, talk to CBS Sports. And if you want to have your question read on the air, you can email fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And we're uh, we're answering questions thanks to the Google Assistant on CBS Sports HQ. You can send your questions to at CBS Fantasy on Twitter at CBS Fantasy. Speaking of uh fantasyfootball at CBSI.com, don't forget to check out the mailbag, the Saturday mailbag, which Heath and I will be doing later today on Friday. And watch CBS Sports HQ, everybody. It's the best. Tampa Bay's at Chicago. Stat of the game. Every wide receiver with seven or more targets against the Bears has scored nine or more fantasy points in non-PPR. So seven or more targets, good game. Six targets or less, not necessarily a good game. Brandon Marshall had four catches for 44 yards on six targets. Uh The Bucs wide receivers, Mike Evans, heck yes. What about Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson?
1: You can flex Godwin. I don't want any part of Deshaun Jackson. Does he have six targets in a game yet?
2: I don't no. think so.
1: No I agree with it.
0: what he said.
3: It's all boomer bust with him. You know the deal. You know the the pitfalls that come with starting him. That being said, I'll whip out the stat again that the Bears have allowed a ton of 20 plus yard pass plays this year. A lot of them deep balls. Four last week against the Cardinals. <laughs>
2: wow, so, that is interesting.
3: So, and we've talked about how Prince of is banged up. Marcus Cooper, he's a reserve corner. It's. And he's not very good to begin with, so maybe that's a good thing for the Bears. I think there is a chance for Deshaun Jackson, but he's a flex. He's okay. he's in the same kind of high-risk, high-reward tier as Josh Gordon would be if Josh Gordon plays.
2: Yeah, Probably right. a so, little
3: notch behind Tyler
2: Lockett. I mean, that deep ball thing is pretty interesting, and it, it makes Ryan Fitzpatrick very interesting. He's 14th for Jamie, he's 8th for Dave, and he's 17th for Heath. I'm not sure we have to get much more into Fitzpatrick, but... Dave is the believer this week in the magic. Peyton Barber, on the other hand, 79% owned, facing a team that allows the fewest fantasy points to running backs. You got to get away from Barber, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish Tampa Bay would give Ronald Jones a chance.
3: They're gonna—they're talking about Ronald Jones eventually getting an he opportunity. He may be the beat the waiver wire guy. He's up there for sure.
2: Ronald Jones. Okay.
3: I think you can wait. The problem with him is you're definitely not going to start him this week, and they're on bye next week. So if you're beating the waiver wire with him, you're making at least a three week commitment to him.
2: Um, Ronald Jones, I'm sorry, uh, Peyton Barber or how many Eagles running backs would you start over Peyton Barber?
0: All of them? No. <laughs> Not if Jay Jay plays. Well, you're going to go a Jay for sure over him if he plays. I go a Jay and Clement if Sproles is out. Only right. a Jay if Sproles plays.
2: Would you start, um, Bilal Powell over? Peyton Barber. Yes. Right? yes. Yes. How about April. Marvin Jones over Peyton Barber? Yes. Alright, get, sit, There's Barber. no sit
3: confidence in Barber. He has one catch on the year.
2: Alright, yeah, he's thick. So Marvin Jones or Godley. Godwin.
3: Godwin. Was that Ridley or Godwin?
2: <laughs> Zach Godley. Chris Godwin. 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 Yeah, I'll go Godwin. Godwin or Sterling Shepard? Shepard. Yep. Godwin or Royce Freeman?
1: Uh, Godwin, Freeman, and non-PPR. Godwin and PPR.
2: OJ Howard, same guy, or Trey Burton. OJ Howard or Trey Burton in this game. Howard, I think I have Burton higher.
0: Burton, this this is gonna be a good game for Burton. It should be a good game for Burton. It's
2: a terrible defense he's facing. It seems with three rookies in their secondary. Tampa Bay allowed 94 yards to Zach Ertz in Week Four, in Week Two rather, and four catches for 112 yards and a touchdown to Vance McDonald in Week Three. Most of it coming on that one big play. Um. Alright, so but they're both gonna be starters this week, Burton and, and Howard. Uh Jordan Howard, like him, love him. What do you think, Jordan Howard?
3: You're starting him. Like him. We're still waiting for that big breakout game from him. 150 yards, touchdown. Yeah. Just dominance. Haven't quite seen that yet from Jordan Howard this year.
2: Is there any interest in Tariq Cohen?
3: Very little. Not even for Kirk Cousins in a
2: trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh Tariq Cohen or Peyton Barber.
0: Barber, non PPR, Cohen, PPR.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh how do we feel about Allen Robinson this week? Do you like him better or worse than Chris Godwin? Robinson. Better. Robinson over Godwin?
0: Yeah, it's a great matchup for him. They really struggle with number one receivers.
2: They do. It may it might be a little bit of put up or shut up for him because he hasn't gotten in the end zone yet. He has just two catches of more than twenty yards. Robinson's averaging 11.4 yards per catch. That needs to be better. Yeah.
0: He has one great PPR game, three not-so-great non-PPR games. Right, single digits and
3: non-PPR. I've got him one spot ahead of Godwin, both of them one spot ahead of Boyd, and I might change that depending on Brian Poole's availability because if he's not great to begin with, but if he's out, that's really good for Boyd.
2: And if you are desperate, well, will be playing safety, you could look at Taylor Gabriel. Maybe. Gabriel is 4% owned and second on the team in targets, and now Anthony Miller is out. And the Bears' DST is top eight. They're not top two this week or anything like that, but they're really good. It's not a great matchup for them. Um, Would you start the Packers or the Seahawks or something like that over the Bears?
1: Yes. I would start the Packers over them. I would start the Bears over the Seahawks.
2: Let's go to Philadelphia at Tennessee. Philadelphia at Tennessee. Why don't
0: you like the Seahawks' defense this week?
1: I don't dislike them. I think they're okay. I just don't. I wouldn't get away from the Bears for them.
2: Something I've no. For- no I forgot you'd to have mention. to carry
3: two defenses to do that.
2: All right. Is it going to be Philadelphia at Tennessee? Is it going to be stunned? Tampa Bay at Chicago. It should be the Giants, right? I mean, it should be, but it won't be. All right, here we go. Bengals Falcons. Bonanza! Yeah!
1: Oh, I can't believe he did that to the start of the week.
3: Bye B. By the way, just for everybody listening, Adam was, I'm gonna call it <laughs> dancing in his chair.
2: I got he really into swinging that. Swinging
3: his arms like an old lady walking through the mall would swing her arms.
2: Yeah, it was that's true. Really
0: kind of pathetic.
2: Giovanni Bernard, start of the week, bonanza time.
0: I will say though, the last time we did this, we were successful.
2: Yes, yes. Who was it again? Jamie looks really, really nervous right now. <laughs> no, no I'm, 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 I'm confident in Gio. Who I was two weeks ago? It was Ben. Oh, it was Ben Roethlisberger, right? Uh, all right, Eagles and Titans, very tough game. Already mentioned the stat of the game yesterday when we fake previewed this. Uh, and that is that the state animal of Tennessee is the raccoon, but. Um, which Eagles are you confident in starting other than Zach Ertz? None. No, nope.
3: I kind of like Wentz. I'd like him better if Alshon Jeffrey didn't have an illness. But if he's out there, and particularly if a jay is not out there, I think it sets up really nicely for Carson Wentz to be leaned upon and to put up some good numbers. Titans pass defense has been shellacked this year. They weren't last week. But in weeks one and two, they absolutely were.
2: Would you guys go with Wentz or Wilson?
3: I have Wentz ahead of Wilson
1: right now. I have Wentz ahead of Wilson. Me too.
2: Wentz or Brady?
1: I'll take Wentz, but I'm the only one. Brady, That's easy.
2: Tom? Okay. Um, All right. Philadelphia running backs. Give me the skinny. Jamie?
0: Uh, If Ajayi plays, he's a low-end starting option. If Ajayi does not play and Sproles is still out, then Clement is a low-end starting option, and then Wendell Smallwood becomes a flex play. Clement will be a flex play if Ajayi plays and Sproles is out.
2: Okay, I'm satisfied with that. Uh, what do you do about Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey in this situation?
0: They're number three receivers, even if Jeffrey plays.
2: Well, what if Jeffrey doesn't play? Because Tennessee, they've given up. A hundred yards to Stills, Hopkins, and Fuller so far. They've given up some big plays. Uh If if Jeffrey's out, do you guys like Nelson Aguilar, who had eight catches in weeks one and two? He was terrible in week three.
1: I think Aguilar's a number three if Alshon doesn't play. I don't want to play Aguilar if Alshon plays.
2: Right, right. But if he doesn't play, he's he become if Jeffrey doesn't play, Aguilar becomes a, worth considering.
3: I think so because he'll line up outside a lot more than if Alshon plays. Because if he's in the slot, that means he'll see. Logan Ryan, he's done a nice job against slot receivers this year. The real weakness in Tennessee is throwing against the outside corners. Jackson's allowed some numbers. Butler's been terrible.
2: Okay. Uh, and then Zach Ertz is a must-start. and t- Dallas Goddard, if you're desperate, he's like 20th in the rankings. Heath has him outside the top 24. Start any Tennessee players?
0: They're DST. Hmm, I don't know if I love their DST.
2: They're DST?
0: No, I'm just kidding.
2: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: no, there's no one to trust
2: here.
1: There's somebody to watch for involvement in the passing game. That's, that's, uh, Taywan Taylor. Yeah. That's, that could be a beat the waiver wire guy too.
3: Yeah. Except
2: they have Chargers next week and the Chargers are very bad against the pass right now.
0: Right? There's just one problem. Marcus Mariota is still the quarterback. Can he, maybe he'll be able to feel one of his fingers this week. Yeah, I mean, this game just feels ugly. The Titans have done a very good job of just making things ugly the last two games.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, just, am I crazy? They are playing the Chargers next week, right? Tennessee. Tennessee. No, they're at is Buffalo. At That's Buffalo. What it was, at Buffalo. So if you
3: mean the, the Buffalo Chargers, Damn. you're correct.
2: I knew because Derek Carr was on the waiver wire, beat the waiver wire too. They're at the Chargers. Yeah. They at play Buffalo. the
3: Chargers in London in week seven.
2: Uh, oh, Tennessee. Okay, great. So stash him for week seven. Uh, if you had to choose one <laughs> Tennessee running back, who would it be? Lewis. Oh, yeah. Derrick Derek Henry Eddie this is a George. terrible matchup for Derrick Henry. This is a great run defense. 2.8 yards per carry to running backs.
0: Adam, you know that guy that calls us every Saturday and and asks about his uh, throwback team that he starts all the old yeah, players? Yeah,
2: what is that? That's so strange. Can,
0: can I take Chris Johnson here? <laughs>
2: Eddie George, Chris Johnson, yes. Uh, right.
0: Is Travis Henry available?
2: Buffalo at Green Bay. It, it just, it, it's just
0: really crazy that they've given Derrick Henry 18 carries each of the last two weeks, and he's done nothing with them. Yeah. You have, you have the one big play called back in week one. I'm,
3: I'm flummoxed by Deion Lewis only having four catches the last two weeks. It's like they forgot what they've got.
2: Yeah, I feel like he could be winning. okay in Fun PPR thing. this week. Is anybody feeling that with Deion Lewis?
0: I mean, that's the only format you could start him in and, and feel somewhat safe about it.
2: Also, should we give Derrick Henry somewhat of a pass? He's faced the Texans and the Jaguars the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, it's just the workload. If it, it, You would sign up before the season, 100%. He's going to be a must-start play if he's getting 18 carries.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Anyway, let's move on. Buffalo's at Green Bay. Stat of the game. According to mentalfloss.com, Green Bay is known as both Tidal Town and Toilet Paper Town. So we should be calling them Toilet Paper Town. Northern Tissue, precursor trade to for Quilted Northern, <laughs> invented the first uh, splinter-free paper in the plant there. Uh Splinter-free paper. That's toilet paper. That's very strange.
1: I, I want you to think about that for a minute.
2: Yeah. I want, you
1: to, I want you to think about toilet paper before Quilted Northern and think about splinters in toilet
0: paper. Mm-hmm. Can they trade for Jake Butt?
2: Oh, very good, very good. So, any bills? Just McCoy is uh, low end number two. Low
1: end
0: number three. He's a flex. Flex at best.
2: But he's the best running back in this game.
0: Yes. yes.
1: <sighs> that was a Jamie sigh.
2: I'm starting Josh Allen in a super flex league. Okay, so, it's there, fine. There you go. Uh, he runs. He does. Aaron Rodgers is not number one, not number two, not number three. He's fourth for Heath. He's sixth for Dave. He's seventh for Jamie. Most people are going to start Aaron Rodgers. Would it be crazy to start Andy Dalton over Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yeah, I can't do that. Don't start. Mean, he's
1: at home coming off a loss. I I don't think it would be crazy, but I wouldn't do it.
2: Would you start it's a, it's ben, an okay move in daily. Ben over Rodgers.
1: Yes. I wouldn't do it.
2: Heath, you're so close to moving Ben ahead of Luck. So close. It's one little nudge up.
1: Yeah, I, I'm looking at the projections now. It's 0.2 fantasy points. Is how close I
2: am. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay.
1: You can't find a way to get Roethlisberger 0.3.
2: want to. Yeah, come on. He's your guy. You love Ben Roethlisberger, anyway. I do
1: love Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Um, I'm starting ju- him. I already did the startometer meter for the Green Bay running backs. Uh, so they're not great starts. And Dave, I think likes Williams the best. Dave and he, uh, Jamie and Heath, like Aaron Jones better. I have them
0: ranked back to back. Back to back. Okay, Uh
2: and then yeah, all right. The so Devontae Adams a must start. What about Randall Cobb? What about Jermonimo Allison?
0: I like Cobb's matchup better than Allison, so I'd buy back into Cobb for one week. I think Allison is the more exciting player,
3: and I think the Packers know it. And well, the I,
0: targets don't show that though.
3: The targets don't show it, but they might moving forward because Not this week. Cobb was really disappointing.
2: Allison is uh 62% owned, I believe, 67% owned. You have to owned. go get him.
0: It's just so stupid. Yeah, 67% him and Godwin, I just don't get it.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, would you start Allison over Doug Baldwin if Baldwin plays? Yes. Yep. Okay. Would you start Allison over Larry Fitzgerald?
0: Yes. yes.
1: I would not in PPR. All
2: right, then. Uh, I think we're pretty much good here. I mean, everybody's going to start Jimmy Graham, but do you think Graham is going to have a big game?
0: Define big game.
2: You can't think
0: that. You can hope that. Does he score
2: a touchdown? Does he score a touchdown? Yeah, does he score a touchdown?
0: It, it, he's take, take that away. If he doesn't score a touchdown. Is that and he's got big 40, game? 50 yards that's, max. That's a decent game for a tight end right now. He's A lot like Kyle Rudolph.
2: Yeah, and a lot like what Virgil Green and Kyle Rudolph did against Buffalo each of the last two weeks, right around 50 yards. Packers DST, Heath is not buying into him. does is
1: 16th. not true again. I have the number six.
2: Oh, I typoed? Yes. Oh, I'm very sorry about that. Did you ever at one point have them 16th? Last week. Oh, maybe I just copied and pasted. No. I, I put a one there. I'm sorry about I've that. I've
3: got them low. Maybe you looked at my rankings
0: and thought
2: Oh, that. okay. I have Dave as having them 8th. He has them 18th. No. no. Yeah.
0: You put the one in the wrong spot. I put
2: the one in the wrong <laughs> spot. So I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. So Packers. No, are- I,
3: I don't think the Packers defense is very good. It changes if Kevin King plays. I think he... Gives them some good depth at corner, but I I don't think that they're a great defense. All right. I think Buffalo could be sneaky. Ooh, they can yeah, find ways to put points up
0: in Lambeau Field. Back to back road games for them. This is going to be a a, a beating.
2: All right, give me two minutes on this era, Seattle Arizona game. Um, we already talked about uh, Chris Carson. Good start this week. We like him a lot. I think I already asked Chris Carson or a lot of guys. Uh, so Chris Carson or Sterling Shepard.
0: Carson Shepard. Carson, non-PPR, Shepard, PPR.
2: Russell Wilson, starter sit?
0: Sit if you can. Sit. Yeah, okay. sit.
2: Sit him. Sit him.
0: I just picked him up in one league as a backup to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> he was on the waiver wire. He was on the waiver wire. All
2: right, ah, what are you doing ah. about uh, Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett?
0: You're starting
3: Lockett. He's... Just high upside flex, and he scored each of the last three weeks. You're
1: starting him if Baldwin plays? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting him if Baldwin, Baldwin plays. plays. If Baldwin plays, I probably won't start any of
2: the Seahawks receivers.
0: I think at best, Lockett's still a number three receiver just because the position's so loaded. But yes, you could start him, Um and he would be downgraded if Baldwin's out there.
2: I mean, if Baldwin doesn't play, do you, you know, if Baldwin doesn't play, like I looked at Lockett last week going up against a tough matchup against the Cowboys who hadn't allowed more than 51 yards to a receiver in their first two games, and that included Odell Beckham. Um and then he went and had like seventy seven yards and a touchdown. So now he's got Yeah, I
1: think that was a little misleading though. He caught a pass on the sideline at like the forty yard line and then there were just no Dallas Cowboys between him and the end zone.
2: That's true. But if anyone's gonna catch it, it's probably gonna be him. You know, like it's gonna score a touchdown, it's probably gonna be him. And all I'm saying is it is another tough matchup. Arizona's been good against wide receivers. Um no wide receiver has scored a touchdown against the Cardinals. The the Rams guys had big games, but they didn't score a touchdown.
3: Right. And then the other games were against Washington, whose receivers are a mess, and Chicago, whose quarterback is
2: Yeah. But not Robin perfect. Allen Robinson did not have more than fifty yards. So I guess if Baldwin doesn't play, which is a distinct possibility, Lockett is what if Baldwin's out?
0: Eight, top 30 receiver.
3: Fine. Great way to put it. A great flex. High upside. A little bit of boomer bust to him, but he's been booming.
2: Rank these three players. Ben Watson, Will Disley, Red Ellison.
3: Watson, Ellison, Disley. Yep. Watson, Disley, Ellison.
2: Anyone other than David Johnson for the Cardinals?
3: Christian Kirk is interesting based on the targets last week. And I, I, I can't help but think that they'll be a little bit better with Josh
0: Rosen under center than what they got out of Sam Bradford. It's five yards per pass attempt. Can't start anybody with confidence. I mean, hopefully Fitzgerald's hamstring is right, but he's been in and out of practice, so that hurts him. It's just, it's just tough right now.
1: I don't think the Arizona defense
0: is horrible.
2: Okay. And the Seahawks defense, Heath has them 11th, and Dave and Jamie have them 3rd. So how about that?
0: They should be awesome.
2: Get ready for a mailbag, baby. We got the mailbag coming up. It's the Saturday show. It records on Friday afternoon. We'll hopefully update you on some injuries. And answer your questions. I know we have a Le'Veon Bell Keeper question in there, so we'll get to that. And uh, maybe some grade to trade and start and sit and all that stuff. And we'll talk to you Saturday night for the radio show. Wait, 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 Sunday wait, wait. morning wait. as well. What, Hold Jamie? On. Anything you need yeah, to Yeah, yeah. One
0: more game. Got to go by.
2: Bye, Jamie. Bye, Heath and Dave. What do you have to say for yourself?
3: Na-na-na-na-na-na.
2: Nah. Oh, you tricked me. Nah.